Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jones of all ages, welcome to the main event of the evening. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Yo, yo! Yo, Joe! Go! Oh, ho, ho, hey, hey, hey. Didn't know what I was going to say there. It's me, the Chief, and you are... Uh, Christopher McLeod, a.k.a. Diagnostic 80 from the Full Force podcast, and of course, this one. Yeah, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm knackered. How's it set all settled in in the new crib? Settled in, yes go, go. and no. So obviously there's still tons of stuff around because we haven't, like organized a lot of it yet we need we still need a few things like we've just bought bookshelves from ikea that was a mission that was the that was the day i traveled back from new york uh which obviously i've been at toy fair for like a couple of days yeah and i went to the hasbro preview event which was pretty amazing and kind of unfortunately for the gi joe guys it was the big relaunch of gi joe and the six inch figures and all that kind of stuff but everything had leaked like weeks beforehand and we were all expecting loads and loads more stuff, loads of everything. And it was just the stuff that we already knew. So it was a little bit anticlimactic from a G.I. Joe standpoint. But still, we've got figures coming and they've got SDCC around the corner. They've got the movie down the road. So there's a lot, you know, we'll see you down the road uh, with all that said and done. But we'll, like, all that kind of coming, That I think they they didn't expect everyone to be, like, you know, leaking all this stuff beforehand and then, you know, going nuts for more uh they i think grossly misjudged the anticipation for the for the gi joe stuff in any case in any case uh it is good i had a blast going there and sitting in and seeing all the reveals for marvel legends and star wars and what else do they do power rangers and it was it was fun it was great ghostbusters this is the best part so we're sitting in there in the auditorium the theater and ivan they they like reveal Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman, the friggin' Ghostbusters no daddies. They come out and everyone just goes absolutely ape nuts. Not a word. And yep. they, it was great. Jason is so funny. Like it, it was just hilarious. They were really good. Loads of fun. Talked about like the movies and all that kind of stuff on stage. And then the Hasbro guys brought out these kind of special custom uh, figures, uh, not custom, you know, like actual Hasbro yeah, yeah, made yeah. figures of them and like in their Ghostbusters uniforms and stuff. And oh, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Had an absolute blast with that. Wicked. So it was fun. Got to speak to Lenny Panzika, who's been the designer on the G.I. Joe six inch stuff. We had a little interview with him. Man, it's just been manic on the full force stuff. Like we've been churning news bursts out like no tomorrow so it's been wicked crazy and then obviously that leads me to this point which is coming back on the sunday in the morning like to get up at like five to get the train host back when i got it's like a three and a half hour train journey it's not too bad and it's actually really beautiful like the scenery is amazing between um new york and and providence uh, got into Providence Station. I actually live in Portucket, but uh, Providence is nearby and it was cheaper tickets. Uh, we got into <laughs> Providence. Kate picked me up and we went to bloody Ikea. So it was like the longest day ever. And uh, it's an amazing Ikea out there 
we uh, managed to pick up some bookshelves, which should should sort some of this uh, mess out uh, once we get them knocked up. And then, but yeah, it's I'm settling in nicely. The place is gorgeous. The dogs are now comfortable with it. It's, it's the, honestly, it's the most beautiful friggin' place. I still haven't taken any footage for the people at home to check out because yeah. you know it's my private house for fuck's sake. Yeah. But um, yeah. no, it's great. Any any case, how are you doing, pal? Yeah, not too, not too bad. I'm still ill, man. I think I've had this illness for about a decade, but um, I'm getting there. And pretty sure that's AIDS. Uh, now, now I realise. Now I realise when I was hitting you up on the messaging, saying I've got a monitor with no speakers. How do I get sound out of it? You were probably either at Toy Fair, at IKEA, or on a three and a half hour train ride home. So I realised that that was probably not what you needed. Um, <laughs> I but, was balls deep in Toy Fair at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what had happened was, so I've got two TVs in the loft both quite old one's a panasonic viera from about 15 years ago and now it makes a horrendous buzzing noise when it's on so it's it's almost like so i need to get a new one of them and then i've got a little 20 whatever that is 25 inch little toshiba thing what are you using to measure that by the way is it using your penis to measure that? yeah yeah it's got quite a good picture however i dropped it when i was reorganizing the the new gaming area and now it will not turn on so Sucks. I Sucks. found a monitor that I had half inched from work. Um, here you go, 20, twenty-five half inched. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, it's got no speakers. So just plug in the whatever the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty or the whatever the PS Three or PS Four into it. I'll get I'll get uh, video fine, but I get no audio out. And I think, and I was like, message you saying, "What do I do? What do I do?" You being the audio expert and. I think we came to the same conclusion that I need something called an uh, audio extractor. Yeah. So I put an order for one of them in. I think it's about 16 quid. So or that should the other soon. option is to get a better TV. Yeah, well, I was actually in the British Heart Foundation <laughs> charity shop today. They've got one that does like furniture and electrics, and they had a few TVs in there for like 50, 60 quid. Old ones, but... Um, you know, I'm wondering if I'll get a better deal on like eBay or Gumtree or FreeCycle or something like that. So I always think of Owen and and Thingy Heart when I hear about the Heart Foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a uh, it's a charity chain in the UK for people uh, outside not, the UK. Not the Wrestling Brothers. Not the wrestling. They don't they don't own a uh, a shop where they sell secondhand um, furniture <laughs> in Britain. No. What yeah. what a blooming gimmicky! I need no, that to happen no. right now. That'd Except great, they're all dead, aren't they? Well, Bret Hart's still alive. Bret's still around, but Owen yeah. was the one that, yeah. Yeah, and Jim Jim Anvil's dead, isn't he? Yeah. The other thing I did, I I got a Kickstarter reward. I backed a Kickstarter before Christmas. Nice. It's a comic one by a guy called Kyle Starks, and he has done a few things mainly for Image Comics, and he's a he's a writer and artist, and you should check out, actually, he did a book called Sex Castle. Okay, that sounds great. And this is basically an 80s-style action. It's kind of a Stallone-Arnie-style romp where he was uh, the world's greatest ever hitman, and he's now retired, but there's some people that don't want him to stay in that retired state, so they nice. send a load of goons after him. But it's um, it's kind of a sort of black comedy action book. It's called and Sex Castle. It's, yeah, because he's called Shane Sex Castle is his name. <laughs> That's the best name I've che- ever Check it out. It's good. Life. I think it's like, it's probably, you could probably pick it up on Amazon for like eight bucks or something. That was not the synopsis I was expecting to hear, honestly. No, no. That's, it's, that uh, it's good. It's really good fun. But he's got a new book out called Old Head. Uh, and, and again, <laughs> it might not be what you, what you think it is. Uh, I, this is a, there's a guy 
uh, who's a basketball player. He's an ex-basketball pro. Again. He's now again retired. And it turns out that his mum's house, uh, which... uh, It's an old knocking shop. She's now passed away. Uh, oh. But there's a there's a big castle up on the hill, and they want to buy out the plot of land and his mum's house. But it turns out this castle on the hill is owned by Dracula. <laughs> and again, it's wow. it is again it's a kind of black comedy action, uh, supernatural horror romp with cool. a basketball player taking it to vampires. Sounds great. So uh, anyway, so I backed that. I got the PDF version, waiting on the hardback. But with it, here's actually a link to GI Joe. Finally, with it, I got a. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get a five by eight color sketch from the artist, and it had to be basketball related or basketball adjacent. Oh, so nice. uh, I chose Cobra Commander doing a, uh, a crossover dribble. Oh, brilliant! So I will wait that, and when that comes, I'll post that up on the socials. Killer crossover. Yeah, killer crossover. That's it. So uh, looking good there. The only other, th- only other th- bit of news is, I forgot I backed RB Leipzig, the German outfit, to win the Champions League. Yeah, and they took a one-nil lead against Tottenham last week. So they're looking good to get into the quarterfinals. And I stand to win two hundred and seventy quid if they lift the trophy. I, I don't think you're going to be lifting that trophy. No, mate. but they get, they've given me a cash out of sixty quid. So if I want to, I can close the bet now to win sixty quid. I'll do that. That do that. Yeah, to definitely do that. Okay. All right. Do it now. Yeah. Well, how um, much would you hate me if they went on and won it, though? Yeah, seriously, yeah. Uh, a lot. I'm more than normal. Wow. I'm just send. <laughs> I'm sending you a picture because I need to get onto this snack right now because my snack is getting cold and it was a hot snack. So, uh, time for a jingle. Snack, snack, snack attacker. Chief and Chris, Mike on solo and Chewbacca. I'm travelling through hyperspace to get some snacks. Snack, 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 snack. Snack, snack attacker. Yeah, and. Uh, it being Shrove Tuesday, aka Pancake Day, is that a thing in the states? Pantcakes Day? No, yeah. it's not. I don't think okay. it is. Oh look, right. a pantcake. Well, in the day, I've sent you a picture. They have the pancake I just rustled up five minutes ago. Can I tell you what it what it reminds me of? It Go looks on. like Ryu or Ken's Hadouken, like they've just literally Hadouken because yeah. it's got the trail. Or, it's got the trail behind it. Or a little bit like if you squinted, maybe uh, a vertical bird's eye view of the Millennium Falcon. Hell yeah! Did you do that on purpose? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Or the Death Star blowing he, up, maybe the, the Death Star did. from uh, Episodes Six. It definitely does look like the Millennium Falcon, but a little bit. It, anyway, I, I've got to get into it because it's getting cold. Eat I've, I've, then. I put it. a yeah. So we we eat pancakes on this day every year in the UK. Uh, I've put a little bit of vegan chocolate spread on it. Oh, yummy! We've got some of that. It's well, good. go. Now, unfortunately, behind the curtain. I say I cooked it five minutes ago. I actually cooked it 15 minutes ago because Chris was late on the late. pod. Yeah, uh, but that's sorry. fine because it's still really tasty. Uh, what it's have you got? It's tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. It's very tasty. I recommend the porridge. The halibut is nice. You can say without any reply. But show them Kellogg's brand flakes. That's a different matter. They'll all reply. They're tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. They're very tasty. Would you care for yogurt? The green flakes are nice. The continental breakfast ain't bad. But Sean Kellogg's brand flakes, that's a different matter. They'll reply. They're tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. Kellogg's brand flakes. You know this could catch on. What I'm was just, that? I- that, uh, I don't know, but it's going to be a it's a British advert, isn't it? Is it? They're not, tasty, tasty, very, very tasty. They're yeah, very tasty. It's not bird's eye, bird's eye. It's not waffles, no, is it? No, that's bird's eye potato waffles. The waffle versatile. They got Grill and bacon, fry them, eat them, mate. What I love that advert is the greatest single jingle ever made. Yeah. <laughs>
Bird's eye potato waffles, so wobbly versatile. They go with beans, bangers, bacon, burgers, fish fingers, a fish fingers, eggs in, eggs on, gammon, steak chops. Grill them, bake them, fry them, eat them. Bird's eye potato waffles, so wobbly versatile. Brown flakes. Yes. Brown flakes. Yes. yes. I was just about to get to the, there was a cereal, and then we were going to have to whittle it down, yeah. but you've already got there. What have you got? Thanks to my wonderful uh, in-laws, they sent us like a care package the other day of like, other of things uh, that just happens to contain um, Girl Scout cookies that they always they order a ton of these things uh, yep. around the same time every year, and they always get these the two flavors that we absolutely adore uh, the Thin Mints, which are crispy chocolate wafers dipped in a mint fudge coating, which are nice. absolutely delicious and i'm using the f word because it's the only thing that describes them and my favorite lemonades savory slices of shortbread with a refreshingly tangy lemon flavored icing what it's unreal so i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna grab one of the lemonade ones first yeah, and then probably do. chomp on a thin mint later but uh here we go i don't know why like i'm saying like here we go i'm gonna eat it and then tell you what it's like because i've already eaten these like millions of times and they're yeah. great oh Creamy one side and a biscuity kind of crunch on the other. Lovely stuff. Very good. Very good. Now that we're fully fueled, I think we should talk about some G.I. Joe comics. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa. Excuse me. I've also got a uh, caffeine-free diet Pepsi. Oh, I still have my Hasbro branded mini water, but it's just empty because I drank it three days ago. (laughs) This week, we're only going to do one issue, I think. Correct. Well, uh, that would have been bad if you'd said, no, we're doing three because I've only read one. Yeah, because I'd message you to tell you we're doing one. I was just kidding. Yeah, that would have been tight for me, though. had the message and then just not understood it. Um, (laughs) Issue 166 is what we're doing. So we'll talk about the covers quickly first cover a is the ron wagner cover who does the interiors uh sl gallant is on a, a break month here gary erskine's on inks jay brown's on colors this is shipwreck with polly swinging his swinging his big grapple uh, knife in the other hand standing on a hydrofoil yeah pretty cool and cover b i'm just looking at small on the inside cover here by her oh, Trippe. yeah destra and the baroness destra and the baroness i like that one actually gorgeous it's in quite front, small front... for me but it looks good it's beautiful. I'll send you a bigger version because they're right. standing in front of the uh, submarine. Cobra Commander's yeah. on, the, on deck, uh, with like well on the platform between the deck and the you know the shore. Oh yeah, yeah and, I see him now. Yeah, and the Iron Grenadiers are manning it. It looks beautiful. Yeah. That cover, yeah. good stuff. Both of these things happen on the cover, so I'm happy about that. Carry on. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. I know that's one of your uh, bugbears, but um. Last time on A Real American Hero, Cobra's assault on G.I. Joe's HQ, The Pit, proved unsuccessful. Dr. Mindbender sent in a phalanx of bats against a decoy. Doesn't make sense. As a decoy, should be. As the androids were blasted by G.I. Joe's Skystriker, even when a Cobra Rattler arrived with bunker buster bombs, Ace was able to knock the enemy plane down with some fast manoeuvring in the Skystriker. Although the assault failed, Destro and Zartan's plan to free the Baroness proved successful. 
Meanwhile, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, having been freed from the control of Dr. Venom, confront Billy and head back to Broca Beach in order to end Dr. Venom's subversive control of the Brainwave Scanner once and for all. No, it was against a decoy. It's against a decoy base. Oh yeah, I don't understand again. The bats aren't the decoy, the base was the decoy. So, yeah, yep, yep. that's what I said, that's what I said. <laughs> right, so this this is a standalone enough of an issue for us to just do, do this as a one and done. Yeah. Moving on. It's quite interesting because they do all link together, but then this one does feel far and away like completely separate to what we've seen so far. And yeah. I like how they do that in the this, this issue and then the following two, the, the two that, pres- that follow this issue kind of do a very similar thing again, uh, which is good for us because it means it's nice, easy kind of um, yep. bites that we can take out of this in terms yeah. of the episode. So th- as an overall synopsis of this particular issue, uh, Destro and the Baroness are uh, ex-Phil from uh, Cobra Commander and Brocker Beach. The Joes, are they just on kind of like a, you know, a bit of a recon mission off the coast? Well, uh, yeah, in the previous issues, Torpedo, Lady J, etc., uh, etc., et had ascertained that Brocker That's Beach right. was a front for Cobra. So yep. this is a follow-up to that information. And obviously yep. these guys are going in in the whale and the and the shark. Yeah, they weren't, kind of I don't think armed. they were planning to engage the enemy, but what we end up is, is a big three-way between uh, the Joes... Cobra Commander and uh, Baron and Destro Baroness. I like the choice of characters in this as well because obviously yeah. you've got Cutter with the whale, you've got Shipwreck who's obviously seafaring, Topside who you know again brilliant like later kind of character in the original run, kind of late eighties, early nineties, and then you know he's also had a figure in the modern era. So like to see him get some kind of like you know some shine is really nice too. So is that Topside in the Navy outfit? Yeah, he's got like a it's got he's got like a navy life preserver kind of. Uh, he looks a bit top, like Cutter. Yeah, yeah very like much so. Very mu- yeah, 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 very much so. On that opening page, the the shark looks tiny. <laughs> yeah, strapped on the front of the whale. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and recreate that on in toy form and send a picture on to see what it would actually look like. Yeah, not like that. No, it, will not it wouldn't like be that. far off. But it's yeah, the, the whale is a big boy. But the, the shark isn't that tiny, but yeah. No. You can imagine wherever there's trouble, G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! Cobra's still in the capsule! Scrap iron sold separately. We're getting away in the water moccasin! The shark will catch him. Joe, Joe! Each set is sold separately, and some assembly is required. They're throwing the capsule overboard! Let's go get it! G.I. Joe Shark comes with Diver. Cobra Water Moccasin comes with Driver. Each set and other figures sold separately from Hasbro. Yeah. I love um, that. There's a really cute part here because obviously they've tied it on with rope and it's just sitting on top of the whale, which is funny. And then yeah. when they're kind of getting Deep Six is also involved in this into the uh, cockpit for launch, Topside says, I certainly hope your pressure suit will protect you from the stress forces generated by our ultra-sophisticated high-tech launch system. Yeah, pushing it off. <laughs> Very funny, Topside. They just literally push him in. It's yeah. brilliant, that. Yeah, that is cool. I like Deep Six as a character, actually. Yeah, because he's, he's like, in the cartoon, he was always very abrasive and very, to the point, logical, no sense of humour, very cold character. I haven't, you you don't see him loads in the comics, but he's definitely had some character development, hasn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when they were, there's, there's, when the whale first showed up in the original Marvel run, and the shark was there as well, and they they kind of comment, he's he's walking across the deck, and he's kind of not 
acknowledging anyone or yes yes yeah so they they kind of play up that that character aspect of him don't they it's really really interesting so is destro here destro he's got the baroness because obviously that he extracted her from the pit in the last episode yeah and now he's effectively just he's bugging out and is is he not explicitly cutting ties with cobra but he just wants to go back to his yeah, he needs to go back to Castle Destro. But it's it, what's funny is like he's really just not caring what Cobra Commander's doing. Like he's yeah. just doing his own thing. He's walking through. He's he's utilizing Brocker Beach as his own kind of thing. And and lo and behold, he's Cobra Commander didn't even know they had a submarine underneath this uh, particular part of Cobra because yeah, it, it launches out of a Cobra sort of undersea bunker, doesn't it? Yeah, and that, obviously this is all it's all manned by Iron Grenadiers. Uh, Cobra Commander's like, what the hell? I didn't even know this existed and all this kind of stuff. And even the the Iron Grenadier says, might I remind the commander that the peer was understood to be Destro's Balawick? And he's like, no, you may not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut your trap, boy. Initially, I was thinking, okay, fine, we've got, we got a change of artist here. Ron Wagner was a big fan of his stuff on the Marvel run originally. I guess as with everyone, every artist kind of 20 years later, the art will have changed a little bit. But I'm not sure whether he's trying to semi-copy S.L. Gallant's work, but it is quite different to his previous work, I think. Maybe it's more heavily inked. Yeah. Or, I don't know, it just looks quite different to the to, to what I know as Ron Wagner art. Agreed. I, I think the art is actually really, really cool. The colouring, it, it's not bad. I don't think it's bad colouring in any way, shape or form, and I really en- I'm enjoying it aesthetically. It's pleasing, but there's something about it that it's not as... Uh, I don't know. It, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have that same kind of Wagner impact. If you if you go on to SL Galant in like the next issue, the yeah. colouring changes quite dramatically. And I think it's the same colourist. I think it's Jay Brown, isn't it, on both? Look. Yeah, it is Jay Brown, yeah. So I think in this case, Jay Brown is probably trying to work to the artist as opposed to trying to keep it very similar. Yeah. Also, I wonder if it was... I'm not saying it was a fill-in, but I wonder if there was some kind of scheduling oh, conflict been, or yeah, something like yeah. that. And Ron Wagner had to jump on board to do, you know, an issue in less time. And then everyone yeah. inking and colouring was was a bit under pressure. I mean, that's the that's the case, especially for the IDW G.I. Joe comic. That's been the case constantly. Um, scheduling issues. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable that any issues ever come out, honestly. Yeah. There seems to be this kind of real struggle to to get the kind of schedule on, on point and... I think this definitely does scream of a bit of... I wouldn't even say rush job, because it actually looks really good. But there are moments in it where, yeah, you're kind of like, given the time, obviously Gallant would have done it. Or given the time for giving Ron the time to give Gallant a break, he probably would have made it a bit closer to what SL Gallant had been doing. Maybe try to do that, and that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing Ron's kind of almost evolution from what he does normally to trying to do something like SL Galant so that it keeps that aesthetic yeah. going and then this is what you get in between. But also kind of story wise, not I'm not saying it's a throwaway story, but there's nothing major of consequence no, other than no. Baroness and Destro leaving, which could have potentially been told in two pages of the next yeah. issue. Oh um, I, oh I agree hundred percent. I think I do like obviously that they've done an issue that like a like a standalone action packed little water battle. So we've got some characters involved, we've got some fun kind of things going on. So obviously they exfil Destro and the Baroness get on the submarine with the Iron Grenadiers, they leave, Cobra Commander's all pissed off and he's like, 
When Cobra Commander talks to Dr. Mindbender... Oh, you must be buzzing that the brainwave scanner is, is shown as being blown up and is only in two panels. <laughs> okay. Yes, I am. But did we have to see the brainwave scanner at all? <laughs> no, like, we didn't. I feel no, we like didn't. that is... He's talking about that it's been sabotaged and it's got to be ninjas, Arashikagi ninjas. And he says, ah, we've both been sold out. It must have been Destro. Televiper, give the command to launch the Mores. So Cobra Commander, for some strange reason, thinks Destro has sold them out. And obviously Destro's now away in the uh, submarine. So the Mores get launched and they get launched in the now, most just, amazing just, way ever. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like they're shot out of a cannon over the beach into the sea. Launched just, over just, the... F over the deck. boulevard, yeah, over the over the, the boardwalk, uh, over the beach into the sea. That, so much can go wrong there. That is a distance, right? There, Just explain mate. to me quickly what the difference between a moray, a lamprey, and a hydrofoil is. The hydrofoil is the boat, yeah. Cobra hydrofoil shooting across the water is an evil new boat. Cobra hydrofoil's gonna get GI Joe. And this is it, the Cobra hydrofoil. Cobra, where's the missile rack? Fire the torpedoes. Cobra Hydrofoil, G.I. Joe, tactical battle platform. Other Joe and Cobra figures each sold separately. The Moray and the Hydrofoil are the same thing. It's just uh, one big okay. name for it. The Cobra Moray Hydrofoil and the Lamprey is ah, what drives it. The got it. pilot. Okay. Was it called the, the Moray Hydrofoil as a toy in the UK? Yeah, Cobra Hydrofoil, Moray in brackets on the Action Force All right, box. okay, cool. This is where all the kind of forces come together quite rapidly. So you've got the submarine... You got these mores, and then obviously the Joes, and it's not. It doesn't take long before people have started launching torpedoes and and you know surface yeah. to air missiles and stuff. Pedos, I call them. Yeah. One thing I will say here that's very odd. So Destro, run. You know, he's the head of the Iron Grenadiers. That's his faction. Undertow, which is the kind of upgraded underwater eel, not eel replacement at all, because the Undertows were Iron Grenadiers. Right. Okay. So why on earth are undertoes on the moray yeah. attacking Destro? Makes zero sense. That yeah, that's a, I think that's a that's a Larryism. That it's a mistake. It it's a yeah. mistake, definitely. Yeah, because they refer to them. You know, they refer to the word undertow. They use it quite a lot, and obviously they've all, like you said, come from the moray hydrofoils. Come all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Shipwreck is front and center in this story. Yeah. Obviously he's on the cover, but um, how do you feel about his choice of weapon being a grappling hook and his parrot also? Because I mean, there's that's, one bit that's where he's like, he, he says something like, "I'll go high, I'll go low, you go high," and his parrot's like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> no, it's. I mean, that's been the case with Shipwreck ever since he's been in gi joe like he's you know he's a big he's kind of like he was the main one of the main characters in the sunbow cartoon a little bit of comic relief at times but also you know he's he does these kind of he's, he's very hot-headed very like you know wants to be the hero so does these kind of crazy ridiculous things right and of course one of those crazy ridiculous things we saw him do this in the cobra island uh, battle and uh, not the cobra civil war but the uh when yeah, the when island, the island was created up out of the gulf he had a fight i think smashed a a cockpit or yes. or two with his uh with he his did. grappling hook yep. and so it's kind of like a bit of a throwback to that little kind of thing as well and it kind of gives him a little bit of uh you know like the hero thing going on here so he, he actually shows that he is pretty kind of tidy in these kind of yeah. situations well he's at one point he's assaulting 
a guy that's on a top turret. That's where he says, actually, you go high, Polly, and I'll go low. And it's literally the guy's going point blank, and he's kind of ducking underneath this turret fire. So, yeah, he's like, he's, <laughs> he balls out the bathtub. Crazy. And he, jump, he like jumps, yeah, he kind of jumps onto the hydrofoil. It's nuts. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. But I, I do like the action in this. I like the kind of, you know, how we talk about the aerial battles. I do like the fact that there's loads of kind of movement and crashing and bashing and explosions yeah. and fighting underwater. And you can really see the struggle with Deep Six and that undertow with the knife kind of like yeah, cracking, panel, that. cracking against his like dome, his yeah. glass dome. That's and really, you get and some then, nice dialogue yeah. free panels as well, which, yeah. which I think is a... Uh, you know, a nice kind of like all floating off into the distance as if they're getting like further and further under yeah. the water. Yeah, really cool. And then the Joes are launching depth charges. Hell yeah! Then they're not about no. <laughs> so the shipwreck says something at one point where he's like, "Let's just destroy the whole place and report about it. Like we'll report back later." Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, man, he's just Shoot all first, he's about ask is questions yeah, later, exactly, yeah. exactly. So are they when they're bombing that Cobra submarine? I suppose it's irrelevant to them that whether it's Destro and Baroness on board. Yeah, they just, don't know. But they that submarine hasn't actually engaged them yet, has it? No, but I think because they, they followed the, the progression of the Cobra transport helicopter landing. They even mentioned, I think Deep Six mentioned something that we know something's going to come out of here. So right, he's yes. going, he's going yeah. down there to make sure you know, that doesn't happen. So, you know, for them, they just think Cobra are planning something. So... It's a it's a case, I suppose, of let's just you know we're fighting Cobra. That's what we do, and they're in the middle of the battle, so the depth charges are are released. They, yeah. What would it imagine what it would appear to them when you got three mores launched out of the beach and a submarine coming towards you? You'd think, oh, it's an offensive, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah, think, of course, yeah. this submarine's getting away. It hasn't engaged us. We'll just leave it alone. You'd be like, right, battle time. Yeah. So, yeah. We also find out that Destro's mask is airtight. Yes. Um, because he, uh, there's a limpet Magic mine that's been put on the submarine. He goes out to disarm it. He's got a uh, breathing he's got apparatus breathing on. App- on his mouth. <laughs> on it, he's got breathing, app- breathing apparatus on his mouth, yeah. But, obviously, everything else is just completely sealed. So the eyes, sockets, the ears, everything is just locked down. That mask is ninja bullshit. Ninja Bolt, it's all the time, G.I. Joe and Ninja Bolt. Yeah. So but I'm think, thinking in my head... you think you get a Ninja Bolt theme tune in this issue. Destro Bolt. <laughs> it's Destro Bolt. Is what I'm playing. Yeah. So what I think happens is, unlike the ears and eyes, he presses a button and like an airtight visor comes down over those holes. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tony Stark it up, let's just say. Big time. Cobra Commander's seen back on his tuk-tuk with the Televiper. I like that we see the Televiper use earlier in the issue. We use, see him use his kind of like TV gun as yeah. like a holographic projector for Mindbender. And then like that almost in the same, well, in the same story later on, he's holding a friggin' phone up. Yeah, he's in the to, 21st century now, baby. He's like, why am I, in this, literally the same breath, yeah. he's gone from one technology to the other. He's lovely. He's upgraded. Pay rise. Um, and then you get shipwreck back in action in a, in a kind of one-on-one on yeah the, with the lamprey the deck. who's he he's going there that's just guy, a, that's a lamprey is it lamprey yeah he says i'm going to shove that bag of feathers down your throat which yeah. is uh which is a bit harsh unsuccessful though oh yeah he gets his uh, head yeah he gets tackled they both go underwater polly squawks so she just flies around outside destro and the baroness their charges go off inside the submarine they're trying yep. to kind of sort all that out so they've got surface 
Cutter and Topside are kind of swimming, uh, floating around looking for bodies. Deep Six appears, so he he made it and came comes back in the shark. Shipwrecks on the bonnet of the uh, of the shark, and they're okay. And then they have to, yeah, yeah obviously they and have then you to. You get a one page wrap up, and then the one page wrap up, yeah. which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and Destro kind of, you know, he surfaced and. The, the Joes are thinking, or Topside at least is thinking, I don't know about you, I don't know about the rest of you, but I intend to look them in the eye to the end. So they're expecting to get blown to smithereens here. And then Destro, without a word, just kind of turns and, and off he goes. Yep, that's and it. Le- left Cobra Commander doing a grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
the clouds off. Anyway, the killer whale, very cool, and it, it was just this massive behemoth of a vehicle. Like I said, released in the US in 84, you got Cutter with it, and uh, in this beautiful big box, classic art on it as well, which again is just so... I don't know, it's just so G.I. Joe, the big explosion in the background. You've got the water effect underneath, and then you've got Cutter, Recondo, Roadblock, Gung Ho. And then what I th- found really interesting was that they army built Grunt and put loads of like Grunts in the little kind of front cockpit, cockpit part. So you see nice. one, two, three, four Grunt figures in the front, which I think is quite funny how Grunt is also a character and an army builder in in like the toy sense is what they were, I think they were trying to get at um but that was quite funny and the fact that you've got cutter on there you, you know you've got a lot of characters around that time that you probably could have used water based and you've got Rakondo, gung ho and roadblock yeah. <laughs> on there it's like okay fair enough but it's it's brilliant awesome bit of art and in the UK we did actually get in 1985 we got the hovercraft in the Palatoy, had like kind of when Hasbro basically started just giving Palatoy all of the actual GI Joe stuff to kind of put out. So yeah. we had, you know, we had the kind of Red Shadows and the Z Force and all that kind of jazz. We had mixture, kind of sprinkling of GI Joe figures in that collection, and then in '85 it just became pure GI Joe figures. And we got a Palatoy boxed Action Force hovercraft, and again slightly different decals and stuff on it. Um, and I should probably go into like the details of what this thing actually does because the hovercraft has got so many features; it's remarkable. So you've got the the rear tail fins that you know that move. You've got the little missile launchers. You've got the little depth charge feature on there too. You've got the rotating gun turrets. You've got loads of places for vi- for you know characters for uh, ca- uh, for figures to go two guns either on, on, on either side you've got the the kind of landing ramp you've got the landing oh, yeah, ramp yeah, which yeah. opens out and out pops this well you've got two little mini vehicles that come with it you've got a miniature kind of motorcycle and you've got a kind of like almost like a it, it's like a toboggan but it's not it's like a little water-based kind of sled which is really neat as well with a little kind of windshield uh, with like a little kind of plastic windshield on it. it's really cute loads of you know figures can kind of fit in this thing it is an absolute beast and then obviously you've got the really cool hovercraft skirt that goes around it and it's just an absolute beauty of a vehicle obviously when you got it 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 came in pieces so you had to kind of assemble it it was a real beast and one of the problems i think a lot of people have is with the rear uh, fan kind of um, propellers because everything is very brittle and very breakable so it's all very kind of delicate as well there is a gearbox which goes in there too which allows you to move them you know by pressing a button kind of electronic style and it is awesome but also those those elements if you can find uh, one in the wild a loose one and it's got those things intact then you've done a very very good job indeed now cutter came with this vehicle and quickly talking about cutter i'm just going to read his US file card and then I'm going to read the UK version as well. So hovercraft pilot codename Cutter. This is brilliant. His file name is Stone Skip A or Skipper Stone is Ah, what his name is. Primary military specialty hovercraft captain. Secondary military specialty special services. Coach the women's swimming team at Annapolis which is brilliant. Birthplace Kinsley, Kansas. Grade 
Lieutenant J.G. Out, uh, Cutter badgered his congressman for two years to get into Annapolis, then realised his family lacked two essential ingredients, power and influence, opted for the Coast Guard Academy instead, <laughs> wanted a life at sea even though hometown is as far away from either ocean as you can get, exactly 1,561 miles from San Francisco and New York City. His iron will and contrary nature, laced with a truly bizarre sense of humour, might explain why found out the Joe team didn't have any Coast Guardsmen, raised such a stink that the Coast Guard top brass had to pull every string necessary to fix it. It also gave the brass a way to get Cutter out of their hair. So that's the US version. And then the first UK version that we get, the the Palatoy one, has a Cutter figure, and it's Hovercraft Captain, born... Auckland, New Zealand. So okay. slightly different on that one. A former Coast Guard from the treacherous seas around New Zealand, South Island, a tough, uncompromising seafarer whose dogged determination has earned him many bravery awards, steadfastly refuses to be beaten by the elements at any time. Although totally reliable, Cutter has very little respect for authority. So a kind of variation on a theme there, and also a complete change of where he's actually from, which I thought was kind of cool and kind of funny. And yeah, the, I mean, the whale, the, it did actually come out again for the Hasbro Action Force uh, line, uh, the version two in 1988. So that more closely resembled your kind of original American version. Now, the card art for this one, or the box art for this one, had Cutter, Shipwreck, Beachhead and Flint on it, and then a ton again of uh, of grunts in there. So they had they have kind of doctored and changed that artwork quite significantly, and it's quite interesting to see as well. It's really really cool. So again, I'll, I will kind of show that. I'll pass that along yeah. in visually, and also we did get a cutter version too again as well, and that was just basically a carbon copy skip a stone. Kansas Kinsley, etc., etc. So everything else is the same on that one as well, apart from where it says Action Force instead of G.I. Joe. Cool. And when did you first get one? I first got a, a whale in... Like it was later on in years, and it was I think it was a rollout roll call event, possibly one that you went to at the Juries in Southampton. Okay. So it would have been like a lo- f- fairly decent amount of time ago, but I went a long time without having a killer whale, and then I ended up getting a loose one from that event, and then a boxed one, a couple of boxed ones. Then after that, after that, yeah, cool. My mate, I've, actually, interestingly yeah. enough, my a friend of mine down the road in Munsley was that he was older than me. His name was, I think, it was some something Griffith, but I don't remember his first name. Anyway, he it's oh, so many years ago we're talking. I was very young, and I remember going around his place with a couple of mates. And we went into his bedroom and his dad did work in the US um, and they were very rich as well. So he had loads of G.I. Joe figures and toys. And on his windowsill, he had the whale. We'd never seen it in in our lives. And we were just like, what the And he had shipwreck, which we couldn't get fine for love nor money. So we were really jealous. And yeah, he he just had like every toy you could think of from the Palatoy going into, you know, now. Uh, not now going into like that up to that point back then so i remember seeing that and just going what the fuck where did you get that and he yeah obviously rich kid with a a dad that travels so there you go (laughs) no that was quality that's a good good stuff uh interesting on the changes on the cards as well on the file cards but that's cool more toy talk next week i hope you haven't let me down yet so that's a good sign but right now we need to confuse some people because it's time for some british colloquialisms aka over egging the pudding we got a pudding we're gonna egg it. We gotta put in. We're gonna over egg it. We gotta put in. 
We got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialisms. Someone actually didn't over-egg the pudding last week. I think it was Campbell Customs was saying he was going to make Yorkshire puddings last week and um, uh, was hoping that they, they didn't go poorly. So I hope they didn't go poorly. Yeah, it was. It was Cavill Customs from Instagram, yeah. That's <laughs> going to be really dark. I knew then. it was. But... Oh, no, he died. That's the shame. Yeah. Um, I hope they turned out well. You can go first this week. I've, I've been battling with a couple. Uh, one came up the other, not as in a, a human couple, as in I'm a, a couple of options that I wanted to, right. um, I'm just kind of like, you know, mulling it over. And I might just do both of them because last week's episode, I said something out loud at the beginning of the show and then was like, oh, we'll use that next time. Forgot what it was by the time British colloquialisms came around. Right. Anyway, during the edit, I remembered what it was and it was the term brick house. Yes. Uh, which obviously it. refers to something that is like a big unit of a human being basically they're built like a brick house and it just means that like back in the day you'd have like an outside toilet and it would be built out of bricks and you'd go in there and in it therefore a brick house and they're just these you know obviously little stocky square fellas usually and you kind of you know you think oh that guy's built like a brick house so that is what that means and on the other the other thing that kind of happened i might save till next week because it happened naturally and I'm not sure if we've used it or not yet, but I'll tell you what, I'll save it for next week and you can have brick house for now. All right, <laughs> good stuff. My one, I also had, I had this one lined up for next, uh, for last week, but then you said something in the beginning, or I said something in the beginning and I ended up using that instead and I can't even remember what that was. But the one I was originally going to use was Jacobs. Now this, I was watching the movie Snatch and yeah. this is something that Vinnie Jones, as the character Bullet Tooth Jacobs. Tony, yeah, says yeah. Jacobs. And this is Cockney rhyming slang instead of Jacobs, Crackers, <laughs> Knackers. So he's referring to testes or the old ball bag. Jacobs and um, yeah, Jacobs, because do you get Jacobs in America? Jacobs, Crackers? I'm not sure if we do. Um, I know, obviously, I know of that saying, but I don't think we get the, those particular crackers here. Yeah, so uh, Jacobs... Uh, aka Jacob's Crackers, aka Knackers. Was it something about the Knackers, gob? Aka Ball last Bay. week. Yours huh? was about a gob, wasn't it? Maybe gob something. Can't remember. Gob. No, it wasn't know. gob. But it was something about the gob. Maybe it might have just been gob. Yeah, don't know. Anyway, yeah. My memory's so bad. I don't even know what I did like five minutes ago. I think Same. I did this show five minutes ago. I don't even know what that comic was about. No. What toy uh, did I do? Yeah. <laughs> what um, day is it? <laughs> I remember this week to post a question though. Uh, which is unusual for me. And so it's time for... Listeners answer a question. Listeners answer a question. Posed by us, just for you. Listeners answer a question. I, I so, preferred your made-up version last week where you forgot the lyrics and you just yeah. said whatever you wanted to say. <laughs> that could be a theme. Yeah, we th- I thought we'd keep it topical this week. Uh, all the news coming out of Toy Fair for the G.I. Joe stuff. So we kind of asked you out there what particular figures you were most looking forward to and in general what you thought of this this new line of figures and good response as always across the facebook and the instagram and the twitter yes thank you guys much appreciated most of there was quite a lot of excitement i thought the main takeaways were there was a lot of excitement even the people that there was only a few comments that you know not negative but were like i'm not sure i'm not sure but they all ended up saying well i'm still going to probably pre-order them anyway so yeah. I pre-ordered them sitting in the f- presentation while we were right. watching it yeah. as soon as they went up. Yeah. So it seems to be a lot of good feels for this line. Uh, actually, in terms of what people, characters people want to see, we'll leave that to, to, the, to the end. But I had a couple of questions. Go for it. Who is this 
line targeted at because the six inch figure yeah they're probably going to be more pricey um i think they're 20 quid over here in the uk and i don't know because i'm not an action figure collector i don't know that price point how is that how does that compare to you know marvel figures or uh, star wars figures or stuff like that and is it for kids as well as collectors or do you see them mainly just in display cases well in terms of who they're aiming at i managed to get to speak to lenny panzika the designer of the you know the toys themselves and he said that they did a lot of market research with kids and he did loads of designs and, and they were kind of picking these and those and that kind of stuff and so their idea is that they want to they want kids to buy these things as well obviously like you say the six inch line is usually predominantly a collector line for kind of like the adult collector again a, a, a bit more expensive than what you usually get it's not like you go into the store and you know your mom would buy you a 20 dollar figure that just not it's not usually what happens but obviously I, I don't know times change a little bit but i'm not so sure it's the best idea in the world to do that because there's a real balance that you have to strike um and if the kind of the, the older adult collectors aren't interested then it may die in its before it even you know gets anywhere that said i want it to be really successful and if kids do buy them that's fantastic so obviously the designs themselves are very much geared towards you know a more a brighter kind of more Fortnite looking style and Lenny was saying that he did he went through loads of different kind of design ideas and i think he had like 20 something designs for each figure and they eventually kind of landed on these some of the colors actually are going to change so it's going to vary a little bit in terms of price they're pretty much the same as you know it's retail standard issue uh marvel legends black series all right. that kind of stuff and you know it's they're not like generally a banker you know some of them are great and they sell really well to the collector like yeah. community a couple of people were mentioning the similarities to that star wars black series line yeah yeah like the the snake eyes one they brought out for example especially in like the box design is very much that kind of star wars black series aesthetic and then obviously for the classified series regular retail figures that aren't the exclusives then you've got this kind of beautiful well this more vibrant blue kind of colorful uh, box art which is uh, really nice actually really really quite eye-catching but as you just mentioned you know at that price point are kids honestly going to be like clamoring for these yes they might be clamoring for them but will they be able to afford them will their parents be able to kind of sustain that kind of you know i mean they buy a lot of yeah. parents, parents are buying i don't know what the alternative is because you know i haven't really bought action figures for you know 25 30 years and I don't Minutes keep an eye on the. Yeah, I don't keep an eye on the scene. So, are there? I'm. I'm assuming there are smaller sized action figures that that clearly are marketed to kids. Not necessarily yeah. GI Joe, but I'm just talking. You know. Yeah. Pop culture, movie, video game, f- action figures in general. Yeah. So when when lines release, they usually do like a, uh, a kind of multiple ages rollout where you have you know like your preschool then you have like your kind of younger kids then you have like your you know you kind of i don't know four inch kind of collectors but then also kids stuff and then you have your kind of collector adult collector stuff and then you have like role play items so there's like there's multiple right. points of like you know contact for lots of different ages right. i sound like i'm i sound like a worker hasbro <laughs> but then what you have i suppose to deal with one thing i would say as well on the actual box art it does say four plus on it so they are right, they okay. are skewing very young on these 
and obviously they've changed things like you know rather than having like very realistic weapons you've got like lasery type blasters and rail guns and cross and scarlet has a crossbow she's always had a crossbow i'm i'm, I'm only saying crossbow because it's not like a yeah. machine gun or something so they, they've kind of skewed towards that more and you can see that you can see it's clearly more a kid friendly vibe but i agree with you like it's like you kind of have to question is that you know well so far it's been good because they've they've been selling out the pre-orders uh, yeah. snake eyes on a second run uh, which is brilliant scarlet and duke sold out and i think roadblock also did and they're on second runs now so that's really kind of positive yeah but usually around toy fair you're gonna how you're going to sell that anyway like it's like the excitement and people just buying and it's the pre-orders there just do it so like that you know is is kind of inbuilt in excitement and pretty much guaranteed sales anyway so it's hard to gauge it really is yeah and for, for me looking at them the the sculpts look really cool and i think the characters are easily recognizable yeah but like you say they've they've kind of done a few little tweaks with those futuristic guns and also a couple of people were mentioning in when reached out to us were saying a lot of this kind of gold trim these gold accents yeah that that's another thing guards. so so lenny mentioned that colors might change and he he think or he said to me that you know don't get too tied on tied down to some of these um colors because uh, i think a lot of it's going to change what we saw at the show and what's been revealed and what's been photographed and so on and so forth those are first shot pilots straight out of the the molds to kind of you know but like a test shot effectively right. so those figures are you know they've only done like a, a small run on them and they're you know just enough to kind of show off at toy fair and you know take photographs with and so on and so forth so there aren't many versions of those knocking about probably only a couple of each right now because of that we are likely to see changes made by hasbro based on some feedback so i'm not saying that that that's what they do necessarily in general but you know i can see them maybe looking at because he was talking about that he looks at the boards a lot and he he kind of you know kind of listens to the community a little bit kind of you know and, and i was like dude you, you need to cut that right out <laughs> if you want to have a happy life but he was basically saying that you know those there might be changes i i honestly expect that gold to be more kind of copper more kind of toned down uh, right, kind of okay. brownie kind of color towards the end of it yeah based on what he, he was talking about i would say that you know a lot of people we'll see we'll see something slightly different when it comes out for the actual uh right. re you know the actual release i believe yeah a, lot, a couple of people will actually give you a shout out to the full force saying that uh very happy with your coverage of the toy oh, fair that's nice of them i had I, mate i've been struggling because over that weekend facebook decided to that i was spam and said that we we're blocking your we're restricting the page so you can't you're not going to be visible on news feeds oh no and i was like what the f and i kind of i went on there like it says at the top of the page it's like you learn more so i clicked on that and it said the you know the, the not found or something I'm like, oh, great so like what thanks very much so i couldn't actually learn more i learned that facebook are absolute i then yeah. went um to the appeal button clicked on appeal and you have to like write you know tell us why we should r release yeah. the restriction yeah. So I typed in this whole diatribe of like, I have no idea why this has happened. We're a news source. This is like the, our busiest time and it helps us grow the channel and the page and so on and so forth. What this is doing is restricting that, that massively during the busiest 
period of time that people will be looking at us and checking us out because we grew too quickly they just cut us off and i th- i just thought that is disgusting yeah that's poor and no matter what i do i can't contact them facebook are like a you know there's no way of calling them it's just all through this little you know like their own service they i've written five appeals now in the last two days and nothing has been oh, you're still to. you're still blocked still blocked still can't get our stuff on the news feed yesterday we had four news bursts go out it was our busiest day yesterday ever we had loads of news coming out of Toy Fair with Jada Toys doing diecast vehicles for G.I. Joe, which are really cool. Yep, yep. Jazzwares doing that. domes figures instead of like the action figures everyone thought was going to happen. Loads of news was flying out. And then that, that one day that we, you know, would love to get like, you know, that stuff out and have a lot of eyes on it and get it there before anyone else does. YouTube was going nuts. It was brilliant. Twitter was going nuts. It was great. Facebook, dead. Not like one like because it was people that were going on the page and and seeing what the f- going on why they weren't seeing stuff. Yeah, that's poor. And I just I'm so angry. It's like you want like you need these moments, you need these weekends, you need these specific days to grow your channel, to grow your your business, which is what it's becoming. And we couldn't do that, and it cut us off massively. We did nothing to to break rules or do anything like that it's bull because they don't even they can't even tell me what it was i did they can't even say like you know when, when i said learn more about it it's like this isn't can't we can't find what you're looking for so it's like what the hell and then you get you're given this general vague bull of have a look over here and over here at this 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 is our, our rules and and see if you've broken any of them it's like no tell me what the I've done yeah. otherwise we're just going to be going around in circles are we not so it, yeah. effectively, this is until March the first, and I'm like, "Well, f- that. get it done, get it sorted." Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> right, give me, give me a absolutely a high chance, a maybe, and a no chance on what your views of these figures being included at some point in this line. Go for it, Stalker. Mid high chance, high chance. chance. Zartan and the Dreadnoughts. These are all suggestions uh, of of characters that people wanted to see. Zartan, very high chance. And I'll say that and then point you towards our Patreon. If you want to know more, join our Patreon. Interesting. Yeah. Dreadnoughts? (laughs) Dreadnoughts, high chance, eventually. Eventually. Dial tone? Uh, Mid chance, mid range. Eel? Mid range. Five big. Cobras, I guess. Destro, Baroness, Firefly, Storm, Shadow, and Cobra Commander. Well, Destro's in the wave one. Yep. Baroness, high chance. Firefly, high chance. Storm, Shadow. Very high chance. Cobra Commander. The highest of chances. Yes, obviously. (laughs) Tunnel Rat? I would say mid to high. Okay. Flint? Oh, very high. Lady J? Very high. Vipers? Very high. Could be many different Vipers, I guess. A lot of Alley Vipers uh, pictured on the... Yeah, that's that. That is also a very high. Yeah, yep. and Lenny's actually talked about the design on that as well. So okay. it's pretty safe to say that one's yep. on, on its way. Yeah, a couple more here. Crimson Guard. I would say high chance eventually. Like you know, kind of a few waves down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hawk. I would also again have to give that a high chance down the road. Yeah. Airborne. Mid mid to low chance. Yeah. Can't read my own writing there. I'll have to come back. Don't to know that who that one. is. Don't know who uh, that is. Mate, cover sorry. girl. Mid mid oh, chance. I say who it was. It was uh, Lieutenant Falcon. Oh yeah. Uh, mid to high, mid to okay. high. 
but right. that would I still think that might be a bit further down the road. Yeah. Right. And lastly, uh, we'll get out of this segment on uh, what's the situation with vehicles. Well, nothing as yet, but obviously you could always look at the fact that Black Series is still churning out vehicles for their six-inch figures. So right. it's not beyond it's the realms of possibility. It depends how successful the line is. Yeah. What would be the like this? The first kind of series of figures, how many would we be looking at? Well, the first wave is Roadblock, Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Duke, Destro. I think that's everyone. Yeah, the four and the five. I think it's the five figures. But then the when, when, would we, when would we see wave two? Wave two would be very soon, very soon afterwards. Like you're talking like you'd know about it before you saw the others at retail. So, yeah. Okay, right. And then, and then how, many, how many waves... Do you think they would base the projected long term? Yes, this is something we can continue with. You can probably, I mean, like, if the first, the first and the second wave are successful, then you you'd be looking at you know going on from there. Right. Okay. If the obviously the first wave has had a spike with Toy Fair, if that can if that spike continues and it's still really ex, like you know the excitement's still there and people are still buying them, it just goes until that dips. So if the second wave aren't as good, or that's why they you know they'll save characters for certain waves, like because yeah. if you blow your beans in the first wave, you don't want to overload. You don't want to you don't want to overblow your roadblock. Yeah. So if they if they just dump every major character in that first wave, it's like, well, you're done then. And then it's like, do people really want Lightfoot? Yes, they do. Do people really want Downtown and, you know, quit? Well, yeah, they do. I want all of these characters. All. I want all of these characters, man. All right, well, it's exciting times in the world of G.I. Joe. I think so. And uh, I think so. you can get more excitement if you tune in to the pod next week because we'll be back with another episode. Uh, we'll be covering issues 167, 168. If you want to do your homework and read ahead, you're more than welcome to. If you don't and you just want to listen to us talk for about 35 minutes about comics, then uh, you're welcome to do that as well. But you can find us in all the usual places. Reach out to us. It's Twitter. Uh, no, it's not It's not Twitter underscore Joe. It's talking underscore Joe on Twitter. And it's talking Joe Comics on Instagram. Talkingjoecomics at gmail.com. Had another email coming from Sam Myers. Thank you very much for that. Uh, it's Talking Joe. Super fan. Talking Joe, yep. Uh, G.I. Joe podcast on the Go Book Joe. of Face. And that's pretty much it. Where can the fine people find you, sir? I think they all know, but tell them anyway if they're a new listener. So you can get Diagnostic80 on Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, I just had a cookie. And... <laughs> That's all right. You're allowed. That isn't part of the the that isn't part of the URL, by the right, way. Okay. And then also on top of that, the Full Force podcast everywhere except Facebook at the moment. So it's um, <laughs> it's Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Patreon, Twitter, and I, I'm I'm I'd loathe to say it, but Facebook as well. Go and check that out. He's doing the yeoman's work over there. It's all good stuff. Uh, you can find me Chiefy Two Shoes on Twitter or the outer timers on instagram or twitter for the other podcasts i do pop culture stuff uh, and hopefully you'll be coming on for a guest on that soon well i don't know if you're aware of that but i'm telling you that now so good luck but with all that said and done we will see you down the road bye bye